everyone and welcome to PodSpot, the UK's only HubSpot-themed podcast. This is a bi-weekly look at the latest updates from HubSpot with practical hints and tips directly from the mouths of HubSpot users and partners. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. If this is your first time listening to our podcast, welcome. I'm Kerry, PR and Digital Engagement Manager at Clients First, and I'm going to be your host today. I've had the pleasure of hosting quite a few of these episodes, so you can listen to all of our previous content on the usual platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, and Google, or head to bit.ly forward slash podspot podcast to subscribe and keep up to date with when we upload a brand new episode. So this week, we are looking at custom modules. What are they? How do they work? And how can they help your website? So to help us understand this more today, I have the pleasure of speaking to the Clients First Developing Dream Team, John Dean, Web Developer at Clients First, and Chris Brown, Head of Development at Clients First. So welcome, John and Chris. It's lovely to have you on. How are you both doing today? Yes, very well, thank you. Uh, awake and well. <laughs> Good. I'm glad you're awake, John. We can need that for a podcast. <laughs> cool. So uh, let's jump in with the questions and we'll start off with an easy one, I suppose. So can you tell us a bit about what exactly a module is when we're talking about web development? Well, when we're talking about um, HubSpot uh, specifically, um, a, a module is a self-contained um, sort of bit of code that you can drop onto any page um, and and then do something with it. So, for instance, on HubSpot, you've got some standard modules that come built in, like a, a rich text module, uh, which is like a WYSIWYG editor, or there might be an image module with, that you can drop in and then you can just display an image, or something like um, an expansion accordion that gets used on things like FAQs. Yeah, that's pretty much what I would have said. But also, kind of a key thing about a module is that it can be reused. So, once you develop a module that sits on a on a page, you can actually reuse that same block of code elsewhere. And then that that's where you can kind of quickly build up a, a set of modules that you can use to build out layouts pretty quickly. Okay, sounds good. And and from my knowledge, you know, um, HostWalk has kind of a drag and drop feature with modules. Is that right? Yeah, that's absolutely right. And with modules, all the coding sits behind the scenes. So the person who is actually uh, creating the page, who may not be a techie person, um, doesn't have to worry about uh, knowing any HTML or any code or any how to style things. They just drop the module on the page and use it straight out of the box. Awesome. I imagine that's very helpful to a lot of businesses. So that's definitely a good feature. So I guess I guess the clue's in the title, but what makes a custom module different from a regular module? Well, with the regular modules, um, like we've just discussed about, like the rich text module or an image module, um, those those have uh, some good features to them. But they're they're sort of set in stone. You know, they're they're owned and, and defined by HubSpot. So if you want to add some, you know some new functionality to it you can't really do that whereas with a custom module anything that you can write with html or with uh, style with css and also um, using uh, javascript and jquery you can actually do anything you want really anything you could do on a normal web page you can actually wrap up inside of a module um, so it just gives you um, so many options to create bespoke items for a client um, that, you, that you wouldn't normally get yeah, and just to add to that as well, so in, in, on the bespoke level, we're, we're talking bespoke in terms of 
a module actually doing something bespoke functionally, but also bespoke in terms of the the editor fields that you would give a module. So you can tailor a module if it was custom to be marketer friendly is the term that HubSpot used, but you know, make it as friendly as possible for a non-developer to use the module. Um, be it layout mode, so you can you can decide to have, I don't know, an image module with text, but you might have in the module the option to switch out the image to be on the right, the text on the left, or vice versa. Something as simple as that, or you could have an option to display a call to action that would, if you tick a box, it would automatically appear. So things like building that, building flexibility into the module itself would is a, is a benefit of a, of a custom or bespoke module. Yeah, sounds like it. And I guess, are there kinds of things that you can do specifically with custom modules that perhaps you can't with a basic one? Absolutely. I mean, I think, John, you, you, you raised a good point, actually. We had a chat before this this podcast, and you mentioned about the the connection with, with the HubDB as well, and, and as well as kind of API-based functionality that you can build into a custom module. Yeah, so with, in HubSpot, you have the, the HubDB that, that comes uh, all bundled up with it where you can uh, store uh, different rows and columns of data. Um, and you can, with any custom module, you can tap into those tables in the HubDB, pull some information dynamically and display them as part of the module. So that's that's one way you could uh, you could use the, the power of the custom modules. Um, another thing that is really good with custom modules is you can make certain elements of them, um, what we call repeater fields. So you may have, say, uh, a custom module that has uh, an icon display with a bit of text beneath it, so a nice, a nice icon. Uh, and a, a nice title below it but then you could have that as a repeater module so you could just keep adding them um, so if you wanted one on a page you could just drop that module in and have the icon and then if you wanted say three of them side by side you uh, you just hit the repeater and it will then within that module allow to have three side by side or however you decide to lay it out so they can become really powerful as well in helping uh, build out extra content on the page that retains the same styling and functionality without having to then go and uh, drop multiple modules on the page. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, another example, one of the advantage of having a repeater is that in, in HubSpot, you've actually got the coding language behind a module, which is Hubble. Um, so when we're building custom modules, we can use Hubble, which is the kind of markup language that, that HubSpot uses to make a, a module custom effectively. You can actually loop through a repeater field and you can change the the layout based on you know number of items in the loop based on the item position in the loop and things like that so you can you can get quite clever with with using that repeatable module but styling elements within that differently based on based on hubble I mean, generally, Hubble is HubSpot's own uh, templating language that allows you to do. It's it's like a cross between um, HTML markup and uh, and sort of JavaScript kind of programming language that allows you to sort of uh, do test cases. So you could do like an if. Um, so if something matches, then show this. Otherwise, show something else. Um, so, for instance, if if it's a, an equal row, so if, if it's the, the second item in, in the loop, so if there's 10 items in there, so if it's equal, then maybe have the background a different color. And if it's odd, then have a background the background the alternate color. So you can um, change the styling as you loop through. I mean, there's so many different options available that uh, I don't think this podcast is, uh, is big enough to cover <laughs> what, what can be done. 
I mean, it, it is its it is its own full templating language. So, uh, but it just allows us with custom modules. It allows us to tap into all of that in order to develop something like completely bespoke for each client. So that if we if we develop a module for a single client that that does something, say lists out, um, you know, the the uh, the people, the the team, the, the our team section. If we use custom module for that, we could create another custom module which has a similar functionality but looks completely different for a, for a completely different client. Um, so it, it allows us to really sort of tap in. Yeah, it it, it basically you know like like John was saying, it basically allows you to be totally bespoke and i know i know that hubspot does come with a lot of standard modules that you could quite easily build a website using but it's it's the power of building a custom module that really gives it the edge because you know you don't want you might have a, a certain feature that you want to be you know maybe you've got um it's like it's not johnson on the team page maybe you would like when you click on view bio you'd want that to be opening up in, the, in a light box opposed to going through another page you might want to add social links which which again you know some standard modules could, could do this but you might want to add something bespoke like i don't know a video of the person maybe um so custom modules let you build in anything you want to based on the scope of the website effectively okay so it sounds like you can definitely do a lot with it and based off of what you both said it definitely sounds like as developers, you you both think that custom modules are a valuable thing to include in in a web build. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, in, and especially with the way that HubSpot has moved now towards the the theme. So, in the past, we were working with a you know a template set and modules within the within the templates would have to, would have, would have had to have been added to the template and then you know moved about in the design manager in terms of creating that layout and structure whereas now now with the theme in the drag and drop builder once you have the, the set of modules created it means that anybody could then create a new page and just simply add add, add the module in any order they would like drag them about create the layout them, themselves so you wouldn't have to have a template created for about page you would just create a new page drop in maybe a hero banner module for the about title, then drop in the team um, module, then have, I don't know, a contact or CTA. So you can actually build the page just using the modules and drag and drop those modules in any order you want, which is really powerful. Okay. So, I mean, you, you touched on there that, you know, the drag and drop tool and feature on HubSpot makes things, you know, pretty easy. But is there anything about modules and bringing them into a web development project that makes it perhaps a bit more complicated? Um, not from a developer perspective, because um, HubSpot already has in the design manager um, a great tool to create custom modules that taps into all of the different um, inbuilt elements to allow us to create the custom modules. And with the release of the new themes, um, it means as developers we can also do that on our local machines without having to go into the design manager and we can uh, code in whichever package we normally use um, using the what's called an IDE. So, for instance, I use Visual Studio Code, um, and I can create modules in that and then link it and sync it to uh, a HubSpot account, which means I don't actually have to be in HubSpot to develop. So for um, complicated, you know, it's, it's not for a developer. And on the flip side of that, once you've created the custom modules, it actually makes it really easy for um, the end user because 
the end user doesn't get to see the behind the scenes code. And when they come to use a module, they, they drag the module onto the page and all of the fields for them to complete and fill out are all really nice user-friendly fields that uh, you can add descriptive text to, you can add prompts to it, you can give them little uh, tool tips to say what this field is for. So you can really help the, the marketer who is building the page um, from the development side by by uh, creating those fields with the correct um, labels and the correct prompts and you can also restrict um, for each field you can restrict the content that goes in to stop the the end user putting in stuff that shouldn't be there um, so it, it it's it makes it a lot easier for the end user yeah um, at the end of the day and it, and it keeps that consistency to the theme and to the style of the website and it doesn't let uh, the end user uh, go go off piste so to speak you know it just keeps them on track and it makes the website all uh, look like it's one one nice pretty thing as opposed to uh, someone going a bit crazy and putting random colors and fonts on <laughs> yeah we have had that problem in the, in the past with kind of giving almost like when we talk about flexibility people might get a bit concerned that, that it's too flexible but like like john said you can you can put in some guard guardrails to to kind of cope with that and then another good thing with with custom modules and creating fields is that you can you can have dependent fields as well. So if you had a module that, I don't know, you selected, I don't know, add border, it might then reveal more options to say border width, um, color, things like that. But only if you select the first option. So you don't you don't kind of bombard the the user with a load of configurable options. You're just you're only showing them when needed, which again is another another kind of way of making them as user friendly as possible. Yeah, that's that's a really good point actually, because a lot of um, we've we've worked uh, heavily in the past with uh, WordPress and different themes in WordPress, and in quite a lot of those themes, if you if you decide to add a a widget or a module to the page, it has like a thousand configurable options on there, and you very rarely need to actually touch any of them. Whereas, as Chris has just said, in in HubSpot, when you're building a custom module, you can you can hide all of that from the end user and only. Show show it when they need it so that's that's actually a really good point thank you thank you john <laughs> that's great so um so i guess you know you've touched on previously um how you know a lot of the coding is kind of behind the scenes and you you don't really have to worry about having to do that so i suppose once these modules have been created i'm guessing so that it is but are they easy for people to use who perhaps don't have development experience or are maybe new to hubspot yeah, it's just, you know, once the modules have been created, when you go into the page editor to uh, edit your page or, or to create a new page, they'll just appear in the in the module library on the left-hand side, and you just drag them onto the page wherever you want them. And then when it's on the page, you just click on it, and on the left-hand side, it, you'll then have all the options to just fill out the, the relevant fields to, that, that's required for whichever custom module it is. So it, it's super simple stuff. Yeah, and and kind of because HubSpot and in, in, in the way of working with modules is so kind of key now, we, we don't we, we don't actually quote for website projects on number of templates anymore. We we always base the cost on number of modules that we may need. So it's kind of it's kind of shifted from that you know creating a website with with six seven templates that are set in stone. With with the modules, we could have ten modules, and from those ten we could create any number of layouts using those modules in any order. 
Um, so it's, it, it just really opens up the flexibility. And once you have that module set, you, know, you might you might think, okay, in the future, I want a a new hero banner that has a I don't know some animation in the background or some other bespoke feature. You would just create one additional module, and then you could introduce that where needed across the site. So it it doesn't mean recoding the the entire template; it's just coding a new module and then adding it to an existing page. Great. So it's, it sounds almost as if there's a really nice catalogue of, of modules that are ready to go that can just kind of be put in place. And it sounds like it makes your guys' job a whole lot easier. <laughs> yeah, it does. I mean, uh, our over, overall approach is uh, every time we, we create a new custom module, we, we do it with the, with the thought of it's adding to our library of, of things that we can offer. Um, because a lot of the modules that we do um, could could be used uh, for different clients, and because they're so uh, easy to, to sort of amend, we could have the core functionality doing the, the job that we want it to do. But then we can just easily change the styles, the look, the feel, the layout, and also you know how it how it works as well. We could completely change it to look completely different for a different client and also have slightly different way of working but the core underlying functionality sort of we don't need to waste time rewriting because we've we've already done that bit um so it's it makes it makes it better for each client because um it makes it quicker for them it also makes it more robust because uh, we've we're testing it constantly and we're improving it and making changes where where needed yeah well, I think uh, another another good point there is that although we're saving time on the kind of core functionality of a module, maybe we can then we can then spend the time to to focus on the on you know the value add to to the client. So if we're creating a bespoke um, a new bespoke module, we can we can focus on the the more more the design and and the the animation behind an element um, rather than spending time. You know, actually creating a slider which which will have the base functionality for anyway it's it's more the the interaction level on top of the the functionality which which kind of really sets sets sides apart um, nowadays yeah great I, I guess as time goes on and the more you guys develop the more kind of you have saved in your library and, and can build upon and like you said add value so sounds like a really good good thing to use so I guess from your guys perspective from being you know the client's first developing dream team um, (laughs) for businesses that are looking at a a new website should they consider introducing custom modules to the build I'm going to guess that you both say absolutely but um, why is that um, I'd say yes, but again, it, it all depends on on the client and the and the use case of of the the various pages on their website. Now, for a lot of the the builds that we do, um, th- there are certain sections and certain pages where there's absolutely no need to use a custom module because the the default HubSpot modules are perfect. You know, the rich text module is brilliant; it works really well. It's got all the WYSIWYG options on there, and it's also got the extra smart content options on there as well to to really go a bit advanced um, but then there's certain things on a website that uh, you're going to need to do some sort of custom elements for and uh, the ideal uh, sort of outline around that is things like the the our team page where you have a team listing uh, with individual bio pages or maybe things like case studies and for things like that 
utilizing um, like the hub db and building dynamic pages and using custom modules in order to uh, display it all Th- those are the those are the things that really uh, drive a better website and a better experience for the end user but also a better experience for the person who actually has to do the day-to-day management of it so for the client if they wanted to say add three new case studies um, if we've built it the right way using the hub db and dynamic templates and custom modules the end user just needs to go in the hub db and um pop in a new row and hit publish and it will automatically go on the website and look brilliant so custom modules absolutely should be part of the build but what those are will depend on on the specific use cases yeah it sounds like it differs from website to website which is to be expected isn't it well it's called custom (laughs) great so uh, i guess to finish do you have any kind of tips or tricks or things you've learned for businesses that are already looking to include custom modules in their website or i guess modules in general i think um you know it's all based on on what the user or what what the client wants sorry um so you know we we often kind of have discovery calls on on website projects so before we actually start well, before we do any any proposal or any any costings for a site, we we first speak to the client and find out exactly what the website should be delivering in terms of functionality and look and feel that kind of thing. And then from that conversation, we could we can usually identify what elements can be the more standard modules within HubSpot and what modules will need to be custom. So it is a mix, like John said earlier. And any tips or tricks? I mean, I suppose. Quite often, it, it depends. I mean, all clients are different. So some clients would come to us with a, with a definite thing in mind. So they'll say, okay, I want this to work in this way. Um, and, and we can kind of you know, take that brief and, and develop it exactly there to their needs. But other clients would look to us for for guidance on on, on the best way of implementing things, like, like John mentioned before, like the HubDB integration. Some clients might not might not realise that that's the best way of displaying a case study list page or a, or a people page. Um, so it, it, it's kind of you know it's just an open conversation really between us and the client, and then you know we would we wouldn't create anything in a custom way if there was no need to, because that would detract from the mate from the kind of core HubSpot offering. Yeah, I think the the biggest tip and trick is just to pick up the phone and give us a call. Um, because it, 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 you might, it's like Chris says, you, you might have an idea of what you think you want on the web page, but we've got years of experience of building multiple websites and we might be able to give you a better idea of doing something that you want to achieve. So like Chris says, when we have discovery calls and things like that, we'll talk about what the end outcome is rather than how we need to get there and then we'll work that bit out at the end so once we've once we know what you actually are looking to achieve we can plan the best route for you to get there Um, and a lot of the times you know custom modules are going to be the way because it just allows us to tap into any part of hubspot pull in information from contacts companies uh from the hub db and display it in a way that looks great but it's dead easy to use yeah, and another kind of um, thing that, that that is helpful as well. So maybe when you know, some clients come with a, a wish list of items as well, or we we may we may build a wish list from the from the discovery call. And part of our job is then to identify with with the client what items 
you know are are most needed for the for the website so we often in in these kind of cases we would say okay you want quite a lot of functionality here it's going to take quite a bit of time to develop all of this but how about we we deliver a, a minimum minimum viable product for you um in a quick you know a shorter time we'll still keep all of the items you want on a wish list but then we can introduce you know these modules at a later stage so we we wouldn't just build everything up front if we didn't think it was going to give value from the start most in most cases the value is is launching in a in a short time frame and then adding the custom elements um at a later stage great so it sounds like you know that initial discovery session and having kind of a, a very open transparent conversation and working as you go to identify you know what that that client might need it sounds like it's a, it's a very important stage of the relationship for sure yeah absolutely and and you know with with, the, with that discovery as well we we talk about you know personas and you know user journeys and that kind of thing so it's it, it's more the, the usability as well that we discuss so it's not just making a module that looks nice um it's also you know creating a module that responds to the to the user journey and that's what makes you guys so great at what you do, right? <laughs> Just one of, the, one of the small, many, many things. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are all my questions. Sadly, that's all we've got time for today. But uh, thanks for your time, John and Chris. It's been a pleasure. And I'm sure that our listeners will be interested in trying some of this advice in their own teams and lives. So thanks again, both, for your time today. Oh, you're welcome. No problem at all. Thanks for having us. Yeah. No problem. I'm sure I'll be having you back at some point. You'll be both very thrilled to know. We've got lots more that we could probably get out of you both. No, that's (laughs) great. One shot, you're done. (laughs) (laughs) If you did enjoy this episode, then please share it with your friends and colleagues and let us know your thoughts on social media. You can tag us at ClientsFirstUK or you can also let us know by leaving a podcast review. Don't forget to subscribe by heading to bit.ly forward slash podspot podcast and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening.